You're listening to the Union Podcast. The Union is a movement dedicated to discovering God's design for sexuality, His hope for restoration, and the power of our destiny through Jesus. Please enjoy today's podcast. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Brian and Bonnie Pugh of the Union Movement, and this is the Union Podcast. This is episode 12, and today we are talking from the subject, Was That Good For You? How to Cultivate Unity in Married Sex. So you're definitely not going to want to miss out on this. If you are listening to this on the way to soccer practice, I would highly suggest that maybe you maybe choose a different time to listen to it, not without the kids in the van. Um, but we are going to be real and honest and uh, really just look into God's word today and just really start to pull apart um, some different dynamics of what really um, what really are the boundaries when it comes to married sex, what really are um, the do's and don'ts um, when it comes to that. So uh, just to recap a little bit, last episode, I was so stoked to be able to talk with uh, my good friend James Reith. We talked about how freedom is a team sport and uh, how you can rediscover beauty in your life and how that can be such a weapon to overcome uh, sexual temptation and sexual um, really just disillusionment, I guess, just confusion and um, and just distraction. It was such a good episode. I encourage you uh, go back and check it out. Yes. And this summer, we've been having a lot of fun with our Sex Life series where we're talking about married life and just kind of breaking through, like you were saying, some of the just the mindsets that can hinder sexual intimacy between husbands and wives. So if you haven't been, uh, we encourage you to go check that out. We've had, you know, content about how to survive when you're not getting the sex that you want. Mm -hmm. And then um, and then also talking about some overcoming of the past and how that's important in order to move into the future with your spouse. Uh, and then this la- and then this week right now, as we're recording this, we're talking about how um, sex is really supposed to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, you know, yes, we're supposed to sacrifice and serve one another. That is the like um, the biblical standard for express- expressing sexuality, but also that it can actually be a lot, a lot of fun um, within a relationship. Totally. So that's been what. What's been going on? Yeah. So normally we have to start episodes. We have to ask it's each other true. a question. We almost got away with it. Yeah. But I feel like we talk about such heavy topics that it's, keep it light. Yeah, we have to be like, hey, we're normal people too. Keep it real, but keep it light. That's right. All right. So do you have a question ready? No, fire away. Okay. I have one. Um, this one, <laughs> I was thinking about this for a while. Uh, my question is, what would you say is something I do that is your biggest pet peeve? Uh, <laughs> oh man all right well we're just gonna take a break here uh no um what is something that's that that you do that's my biggest pet that's you yeah something not you like do. the biggest pet peeve in the world because i'm sure i wouldn't rank up there. no no like that's yeah. that w- no no but what's something that i do that you're like bonnie dang it uh, i don't know if i can uh, i don't know if i can say oh. <laughs> so like i don't know if this is like a normal thing that well, Bonnie, Bonnie's told me this is a, no, a normal thing. And I, and I understand that ladies, I, when you're showering and stuff and, you know, like you have a lot more hair than most men, you know, on your, on your head, mm-hmm. that is, um, and, and some of it comes out and while you're in the shower, like I get it. And, uh, sometimes 
which is what I've experienced, is um, my favorite woman in the world uh, chooses to take that hair that she's pulled out and put it on the wall of the shower, which it doesn't better bother. Than, better it, than it, the drain. Better than the drain. Yeah. Um, although, anyways, uh, <laughs> chooses to put it on the wall, um, and which would be fine, except that it's forgotten about. Yeah. And a lot of times is right there when I go in to have a shower. Right. And um it's pretty good. Yeah. So I would I would say I would say that's just a little gift that I leave yeah, for you there. Just yeah. Just so you don't you know that song that's like um <laughs> you're gonna miss me when I'm gone. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna miss me by my hair. Oh, I actually man. often think of like, I don't know that you would miss that part. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well so let's just go okay. same question. Same question oh, for no. me. Yeah yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm going to say, too. Um, okay, so Fry has this phenomenal way of swallowing really loud. Oh, man. I thought you were going to say the gum chewing. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. <clears throat> well, apparently I'm just knocking it out of the park in a lot of different areas. So, anyways, let me enlighten them. Well, it's, I don't know. Brian wonders if maybe it's because he has an Adam's apple and I don't. <laughs> so, it's like he just, but he, he tries really hard when I'm watching him to swallow quietly, but it's just like he gulps even yeah. when he's trying to sip. So that's something that I didn't even notice it in the early years of our marriage. Yeah. Uh, just in the last couple of years. Anyways, yeah, that's, totally. that's fun. Yeah. Anyways. I have many other fine features though. Exactly. And great quality. So it's it like out. that, you know, you had to, we really, we had to edit some time out. There's a lot of dead air there where you had to really <laughs> think back, you know, right. To right. what that was. Yeah, yeah totally. Anyways, now that that's over. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, you know, we wanted to kind of structure this podcast around the idea, um, you know, because sometimes or this idea that like when we come up to marriage, you know, some of us may have had like the talk mm. or some of us didn't have the, the or talk. Or you found ways to get advice. And, yeah. You didn't, yeah. Or you didn't have ways to find, to find advice. And, um, or you had like, you know, you did go to have the talk and and everything and it was just really awkward and you just wanted it to be over and you just just kind of nodded and said yeah no i understand can we please stop this now you know what i mean right. or um you know i because i just think like my really a lot of my talk that i had when it came to sexuality was in my grade nine i just remember having like like sex ed in grade nine from like the the gym teacher was like he was like my rugby coach right and so he's not like, you know, a really like heartfelt guy. We're going to talk about emotions. We're going to talk about connection of the heart. It's just like, all right, guys. Well, so uh, pretty sure you're noticing you have some sex drive. And, you know, it's just like, okay, can you just not say that again? You know what I mean? Like, I just want to get Especially out of here. Especially when you're in the middle of like all your peers. and ooh. Yeah. So I say all that to say this. A lot of times when we're, when we're coming up to marriage and in informative years, maybe as a young adult or as a teenager, we're having these talks, but then it's like, it all kind of leads to marriage and then you're married and everything's supposed to be okay. And you're supposed to just understand everything. Wow. And then where do you go when you still have questions after marriage? And, um, so that's really what we wanted to jump into today. Yeah. But can I just going to interject with a funny story from, so I was, I would say that I was a sheltered kid. My parents had a lot of open conversation with us. But it wasn't like even still there's times where there's like a slang word and I actually don't know what it means. Mm -hmm. I was homeschooled, grew up in the church. 
I had an understanding of culture, but didn't have an understanding of like, I just slang pop culture. I didn't get the references. Yeah. That There's kind of still stuff. some jokes you don't get. Yeah. And Brian refuses to educate yeah, me. Yeah, I will not do that. And then I'm, and I'm not going to Google it. No. Goodness. Anyways. For sure. No. Anyway, so before I got married, I went to a woman in my life who was also married. And I just said like, hey, can you just like talk me through it? Mary, I was married as getting married as a virgin. So can you just talk me through kind of what should I be expecting? Again, I didn't want to Google it. So we sat down and we had dinner. I think it was at Boston Pizza out in Chilliwack. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Carrie. Carrie Harvey, thank you. <laughs> Anyways, so she's giving me information. I'm not going to say what she, what she told me, but I stopped her and I just said, wait, is Brian going to know that? And Carrie just was like shocked that I didn't because she, you know, she was just kind of giving an overview. And yeah. she just says, well, did Brian go to public school? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, oh, yeah, yeah, he'll know that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, good. Oh, man. Anyways, yeah. silly, whatever. Anyways, yeah. good we're, story. we're still learning. Yeah, we are. Um, so one of the things that, you know, we get some questions about um, from time to time is, like, what's appropriate and what's okay and what's not okay mm-hmm. um, when it comes to marriage? And, when, like, when we look into the Bible, there's, you know, like, there's a lot of opinions out there. Um, you know, as far as what's okay, what's not okay with who, with how many and, and all that stuff. But really like we're, we believe that the God's word is actually designed for our benefit and that mm-hmm. actually his commandments, like we've said so many times are really not burden, burdensome mm-hmm. and his design is actually a beautiful thing and is meant to, uh, to be a blessing in our life. And so that's where we're going to kind of look into, mm-hmm. we're going to look into the scriptures and, uh, and jump right into it. So. Yeah, and we're not going to give you a list of like, do this, don't do this, don't do this, do this. That's not the point. But we really want to bring some principles that then you will be able to take that principle and apply it to any of the questions that might be floating in your head or might come up in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, So one uh, basic scripture that we wanted to mention is Hebrews 13, verse 4. And there it says that um, God's design is that the marriage bed would be undefiled, um, which is is kind of, you know, it's a discreet way of saying when married people have sex, the goal is that it would not feel dirty and that Mm -hmm. it would not be filthy. And something as we've been talking about married sex, we've had lots of conversations with people Mm -hmm. where they say, okay, but what my past was actually leaves me feeling dirty when I try to then connect with my spouse in a sexual way. Because it's just like, I have all these memories of what once was and things that maybe were pleasurable in the moment now have caused me shame. And so, so we're seeing in, in this verse in Hebrews where God's saying that's not, that wasn't the design. I never wanted you, um, God never wanted us to be naked and ashamed, but rather he wanted us to be naked and unashamed. And so, um, but, it, but then it goes on and it says specifically that, um, these kind of, maybe it would sound like old fashioned words, but the words fornication and adultery that those things, God will actually, there will be judgment for those things. Mm-hmm. Whether that's, I mean, I would say, yes, long-term, like, judgment as far as in eternal, but also there's current, like, there's consequences and ramifications for the decisions that we make in our marriages mm-hmm. in our sex life. So fornication has anything to do, um, the Greek, the word in Greek has to do with anything that's connected to a sense of pornography. Mm-hmm. Um and then the adultery has anything to do with unfaithfulness. And so mm-hmm. those two, those two things can, um, and we're going to, we're going to kind of jump into what 
how that can be applied. Um, but those two things are things that will actually cause a sense of shame within marriage and within sexuality. So uh, we want to get as far away from that as possible. And we want to just know that sex can be a lot of fun and it doesn't have to feel dirty. Yeah, totally. And, um, you know, like kind of the tagline was like cultivating intimacy within married sex. And I think this is really important because that's like, that's, that's the whole crux of the matter, you know, right? Like, um, you know, you can even have differing opinions within a marriage relationship on what people think is okay and what is not okay. Right. Um, but again, where we would come back to is like, cause we're not trying to put on like a referee jersey and you know have a little whistle and blow you know call penalties and like hey that's not okay and this this is okay but like we're trying to 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 sculpt sculpt a little bit of a of a a model where it's like but we're the goal is is intimacy the goal is unity the goal is connection yeah the goal is respect the goal is honor yeah and that this that this wouldn't be a place that's undefiled that this wouldn't be a place that is defiled but it would be a place of safety of yeah that this is a place that where i can i can be me mm-hmm. and um and so like i i would say like if you are there and you're you're married to someone who would have a differing opinion mm-hmm. of what's okay. Um, you know, especially if, if by chance, like you are a person of faith and you are a person, um, you know, that's following Jesus and, and maybe you're married to somebody who isn't, a, would not proclaim to be a Christ follower or really adhere to anything um, that God would have in his word. I think, I think the avenue to go with that is to not make it so much about what God's word says, mm-hmm. but saying, this is what's important to me. Yeah, sure. This, this is, this is what's valuable, valuable to me. And this is, this is what I feel comfortable with. Can, can that be what it's about? You know what I mean? Totally. Can we, can we serve each other out of that, that dynamic? Just so. simply personal respect. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think that's really important. And even as you said that about cultivating a place of safety, I just thought, um, Something that I think is really valuable and really important is that the is that the husband and the wife know that what happens in the bedroom is their inside joke. It's yeah. their private world that yeah, they totally. create and they create these memories in. And so that there's never I, I mean, I can just only imagine the humiliation that would come to a wife if they knew that their husband was talking or in a way was exposing them to others, either, even if it is in like a positive way Mm -hmm. that would just still, I think it would feel like, like, please don't like, that's just supposed to be between us or vice versa. Or, or if it wasn't a negative context, I can't imagine how embarrassed or rejected a man would feel to know that his wife was, you know, complaining or something like that about him. Seriously. I feel like that would be so divisive. So if that's, you know, if that's happening in any degree, I say, take a look in the mirror. Yeah, and, yeah. and yeah, I, it's kind of a funny title. You know, is it good for you? Was that yeah. good for you? Is like, actually ask yourself, not just what's happening in the bedroom in those yeah. moments of sex, but, but a, everything around it. Is it actually good for you? Yeah. Is totally. it good for your spouse? Totally. Because I, I, I firmly believe that you can't think and speak one way and live another. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you're going about and you're like, for example, if I were to be talking about you, like in a kind of like a lock, the typical kind of locker room conversation right. with other dudes, 
mm-hmm. where it's belittling you, like that's going to come into our marriage. Absolutely. Right. Because it's, it's not going to just be, it's not just going to be set up in that locker room and it's not, it's not going to, st- what happens in the locker room stays in the locker room. Yeah. No, because those are things in my heart. That's a worldview and a perspective that I've mm-hmm. cultivated and I'm continuing to cultivate yeah. towards how I see you. Yeah. And so if I'm talking, if I'm talking that way to other people, that's eventually going to show up in how we interact. Absolutely. You know what I mean? To, to think that you can think one way and speak one way and live another is completely uh, completely wrong. Totally. Um, you know, and I, I remember when we, when we, um, when we got married, I don't know if you remember that whole marriage thing, <laughs> um, struggled for the, <laughs> what I was talking about there. Um, when we got married and, and I included in my vows, this yeah. one part, part that was like really important to me is that I would carry myself in your absence as I would in your presence. Yeah. So I don't talk about Bonnie when Bonnie's not around Yeah. Um, in a way that I wouldn't talk about Bonnie when she is around. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, listen, if you're saying nasty things, um, even mm-hmm. when your wife is around, I'm like, dude, you probably got some bigger issues. So, right. but I'm, I'm saying like, it was just really important to me that I would be one person and yeah. that I would be um, to the best of my ability and continue to grow in integrity and make making hard choices and making the right decisions when when nobody's around but yeah. living in such a way as if bonnie was right beside me yeah you know what i mean to never never to dishonor you so. yeah and i remember that meant so much to me because we hadn't shared our vows you know we hadn't read it to each other before that day mm-hmm. and that definitely uh like i i teared up because i know um I just had witnessed other men, truthfully, yeah. and I had seen maybe the way that they had talked about their wives or about their girlfriends or just like that there was a a sense of like, well, when you're with the guys, you're allowed to be a different person. And I just thought, if I'm going to trust you and if I'm no going to open up not only my heart, but if I'm going to open my body to you, mm-hmm. I need to know who I'm opening myself to. Right. So, um, yeah, that integrity really matters. Yeah. Totally. One of the questions we've gotten as well here is like, what is it, what do you think about like role playing? What do you think about, Mm -hmm. um, you know, even I had somebody ask me like, Hey, like, what do you think about a husband and wife filming themselves having Mm. sex and, and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I would, um, we want to, again, we're not trying to put on the referee's uniform here or anything, but just trying to lay down some, some principles. Um, when it comes to role playing and anything that would cause a person to not be themselves, mm-hmm. I I would probably mm-hmm. really urge some caution mm-hmm. within that because um, you know you want to cultivate genuine intimacy mm-hmm. and and vulnerability that this is really who I am mm-hmm. and I and and really like vulnerability saying like I'm free to be. Um, you know, I'm free to be who I really am in your presence. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think sometimes like in, in the name of being, you Mm -hmm. know, like being on edge or trying to do something new, which of course isn't something isn't wrong, trying to try new things and stuff, but we can kind of push the envelope thinking that, oh, this is so much fun. And we get an adrenaline rush out of it. And, and it feels kind of like, oh man, should we be doing this? And that's almost exciting. Yeah. You know what I mean? But in the end, we're, we're causing a lot. We're sowing some seed mm-hmm. in in our life that that really is gonna is gonna right. choke out life, not bring it. And so, I would I would just really strongly caution someone, you know, a, away from anything that's that's not cultivating 
um, the free, the freedom there to just be yourself and yeah. to, to cultivate more intimacy that I would know who you are right. and that you would know your spouse in a deeper way yeah. um, and not just know some character or be beginning to desire some alter ego that your yes. wife or your, or your husband for that matter yeah. is, is pretending to be. Totally. And I would even add to that. I think that's something early in, in our marriage, I think based on what I was seeing, um, you know, in media or in magazine covers, just fashion or models and stuff was just this um, image of what, well, now I realize what the book of Proverbs calls the brazen face. Mm-hmm. Um, and it talks about, it talks about it in a negative way that, you know, like kind of to watch out for, watch out for the brazen face and what it, brazen has to do with the word bronze, which it has to do with just the hardened look. Um, and you see it. I mean, as soon as I say that, I'm sure you can imagine advertisements or when you're at the shop, you know, when you're at the grocery store, there's this this face of kind of like come and get me and like kind of I don't really care. And, yeah. you know, just it's a hardened look. Anyway, I remember thinking, like, is that what is that what Brian would want is for me to, you know, all the other times in my all the other parts of our relationship, all the other times in my life, I'm I try to, you know, like I'm cultivating joy and I'm cultivating peace and I'm cultivating kindness. And then all of a sudden I'm supposed to just like walk into the room and just be like this sultry character. And I and I thought like, I can't do this. Like, that's just embarrassing. I, I can't fake anything, mm-hmm. you know. And so I actually think that's a really good thing. And um, so I would just think maybe for young women that are or older women who are hearing this and you've had that pressure on you of like, Cultivate a certain image, cultivate a certain look in order to almost truthfully compete with the comp with the like with the competition, you yeah. know, with the you think like, OK, well, I got to be a certain level of something in order to keep him from going to porn or I got to be a mm-hmm. certain level of something in order to keep him faithful in this marriage. And if that's how if you're living in your sex life driven by fear. It's actually not going to lead to any positive fruit, so I would say. You maybe need to have some honest conversation with your with your husband, with your spouse. Totally. I mean, it can go both ways too. I'm just speaking yeah. from my experience, but um, because truthfully, I had I had witnessed adultery before we got married. I had seen mm-hmm. a, a a relationship where the wife had had the woman had had a baby, and then the woman wasn't you know maybe as available to her husband, and then the man ended up committing adultery, and that terrified me. I thought when we have babies, when when I have kids oh no, like what if I'm not available? And so I had to start learning how to not be driven by fear of rejection or fear of Brian being unfaithful, but actually instead driven by love and driven by just simple desire for connection with him. So Mm -hmm. I think that's actually, that's connected to what you're saying there about you don't have to be someone you're not, but you do need to show up yeah and invest in the relationship absolutely and it it reminds me of something a good friend of mine told told me or we heard about i think mm-hmm. um but he was talking to talking to his wife i think they had maybe just gotten married yeah or yeah and they, they were just talking about talking about sex and talking about this area of their life and and he said this amazing statement that like i got so much respect for this dude but he said like he's speaking to his wife said you're not replacing porn for me Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When it came, when it came to, to sexuality, like he wasn't putting all this pressure on his wife to be this mm-hmm. souped up, you know, like hypersexualized being, yeah. you know, right. And just replace. So now instead of going to porn, he's going 
to his wife now. And it's just like, that's such a... Still objectification. It still is. And and I think to bring it back to one of the points I said about, you know, um, you know, what about a couple who's recording themselves having sex and and what what do we what do you think about that? Well, I go my my initial thought, like is here's the thing. There's so much in scripture that's not in scripture. You know what I mean? Like there's so much stuff that like doesn't point by point totally. kind of break it down when it comes to the marriage bed. But mm-hmm. again, if if the marriage bed is meant to be undefiled and is meant to be cultivating in intimacy, um, if you're going to record yourself and enjoy it together, I I wouldn't say there's a big problem with that. Mm-hmm. Where I where I would say that there's a problem is if I'm now using that to replace genuine connection with you. Yeah. And and instead of and instead of like just speaking as a man, mm-hmm. if I am if I'm not guarding over my desires mm-hmm. and ruling over my desires and I'm letting my desires rule over me, mm-hmm. that's already breaking a commandment within God to not let these desires rule your life. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter if I'm going to now I'm going to act out and I'm going to masturbate to watching uh, mm-hmm. a, a video of me having sex with my wife. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's kind of just kind of skewed where it's saying like, I'm, I'm saying that I'm not in control and my desires are, are greater than self-control and self-government in my life. So I need to have this mm. in order to cope in order to get through. Um, and in order to make it to our next encounter, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, and so I would really say that like, Anything, anything that's cultivating a isolation and a, a really just a way to meet your own needs apart from your spouse, mm-hmm. I don't think is healthy. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's going to long-term that's going to, to, to really build a healthy marriage and a healthy, intimate sexual relationship with your spouse. Right. That's maybe that's not your opinion, but I think that's my opinion. I think you can't, like I said, you can't be sowing seeds in your life that are tainted with even a little bit of self selfishness, a little bit of, mm. you know, just like just guarding over my needs and my wants mm. and, and not really reap the consequences of it, you know? Right. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. So another huge area that we wanted to just address, um, is in, uh, I'll start with the principle. The principle is that within sexual relationships, it was never intended to have a sense of hierarchy involved. Mm-hmm. So um, if I take that bigger, like to a bigger scope, this is why we feel so uncomfortable when we hear about teachers who have relationships with children mm-hmm. or when we find out about politicians who have relationships with young secretaries. It's kind of and and why molestation and um, and rape are, you know, when it's that sense of the older to the younger, why it makes us so uncomfortable is that we just kind of inherit, I think we instinctively know that there's not meant to be a hierarchy um, of authority when it comes to sexual relationships. Mm-hmm. So, and again, so in a kind of a lighthearted way, this is where why a grandmother could hold a grandson's hand and it'd be totally, totally innocent. Whereas then if that young man were to hold hands with a peer, then it's suddenly like, whoa, that has like some, some like different type of feeling involved. Yeah, totally. Right? So... So that principle, if we take that into the marriage, um, I think whenever there's, whenever there's like this temptation or this desire to, for one person to be in control of the other, or for there to be, um, um, a sense of domination or bondage, 
that's where I think you can get yourself into trouble. Because God definitely intended for a man and wife to feel, to be equal and to feel equal when they're in, um, yeah, in that place of sexual intimacy. Though I, I do know that, you know, as the encounter unfolds, there is like a natural leading and following where people, yeah, they just have to kind of take cues from one another, like a dance. Um, but it's never in that sense of one dominating over the other. All right. So just to recap a little bit, the key principles, we want to have integrity. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure we're not objectifying one another in the sense that we're not trying to put pressure mm-hmm. on our spouse to be somebody who they're not mm-hmm. in order to in order to have a sense of a fulfilled sexual desire or be satisfied sexually. Totally. Um, the other dynamic is we don't want to be domineering. We mm-hmm. don't want to be controlling. We don't want to be manipulating. We don't want to be, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just really forcing someone and mm-hmm. taking away um, someone's choice in the matter, taking away mm-hmm. someone's control. Right. Um, and uh, taking away somebody's opportunity to have a say. Yeah. Um, within sexual experience. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So then, so those are some things, those are boundaries of like, okay, but now we have to, we, I just want to focus, we want to take a minute to focus on the fact that there's still a lot of room to play totally in there. So there really, really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even so from a Christian perspective, there's this book of the Bible, Song of Solomon or Song of Songs, some people call it. Yeah. It's um, like tucked right in the middle. I remember, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but as like a, you know, a 12 year old during church and we have, you know, everyone has a Bible. My sister and I would totally like flip open and be like, oh my gosh. It says breasts in the Bible. <laughs> it says like their your breasts are like fawns. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is awkward. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so there's this, book of the bible that is this love song um this like dialogue between a husband and wife on all things sexual mm-hmm. and their relationship and it's it's poetic but it's like it's clear enough what they're saying yeah totally they got the hats for each other they turn each other on mm-hmm. and so um anyway so i just love that that's right there in the middle of scripture totally because it is an important part of all of our lives it's not the only part of our lives but it is an important part and so right. and so um just because you know we have these bound i i think righteous boundaries around this area of sexuality that bring us freedom and keep the marriage bed undefiled we can still be saying okay what what else can we try mm-hmm. we, you know are you are you willing to take a risk on this can we do something new can we totally um, experience new things together so in that way just um maybe a tip would be think about the different senses so um sight touch smell taste what other ones are there hearing yeah (laughs) the sense of sound hearing um so to to kind of some different music yeah just like like infuse different experiences yeah totally Yeah. Um, different lighting, different locations, different mm-hmm. positions, different like there's so much totally room for exploration. Absolutely. And again, like our one of our core values, and I think one of the core values of the Bible is that we are all made in the image of God. So again, when it comes to trying new things, is like, is this damaging to right. to my spouse? Is this like physically um, damaging yeah, fi- or like, emotionally yeah, emotionally damaging or mm-hmm. or specifically now physically damaging and so right. like when it comes to to anal sex and to mm-hmm. different 
uh, stuff like that. Like, I think the Bible's like really clear that like mm. that's not what your body was meant for. That yeah. that type of experience that was not what what God purposed your body to do and that part of your body to do. Right. Um, so, and I think scientific studies would show that we don't really have the time to don't jump into it, but mm-hmm. they would show the increased, um, yeah. you know, possibility of cancer and, yeah. and other dynamics where, where, you know, like causes long-term damage, causes long-term damage. Right. And, and really, you know, for a, you know, a short term, sexual right whatever conquest or something like that yeah to then deal with the consequences of it for that long yeah um you know is is just really not worth it yeah um but then when it comes to the oral sex like even song of solomon talks about oral sex yeah in you know its poetic I mean? way but in its poetic way you but, go read yeah. it you'll see it <laughs> yeah totally yeah so i think you know i would say like hey man thumbs up go for it totally. <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah and but but again, like don't don't just take my word for it or don't just take our word for it. It's like, is your spouse comfortable with that? Exactly. You know what I mean? And this this is never and scripture is never meant to be this um yeah. this trump card that you just hold over your spouse's head and says, Hey, it says we're allowed to. Yeah, but well, it also says to serve one another and be submitted totally. to one another. So absolutely let's put that all in context. And so. even right now in this era with this generation oral sex has become so common that it's actually like lots of teenagers are actually still, you know, maybe what we'd call technical virgins. They're not having sexual intercourse, but, but oral sex is becoming more and more common. And so sometimes there is a lot of negative memories attached to that specific act. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to be sensitive. I mean, yeah, I mean totally. with all positions, all experiences, you're going to have to be sensitive to each other and walk through um yeah walk through the past together in order to move into the future and yeah. so um demanding your way will never uh, it's never going to benefit you in the long run yeah totally um we did an instagram live not too long ago with our good friends mitchell and shauna boros and um one of the things we talked about is like well how do you when there is say that that um maybe a past of abuse or trauma yeah, yeah. Or there is just a heavy sense of shame mm-hmm. when it comes to a specific physical act. Like, what do you do with that? And I think one of the great conclusions that we came to is that you take down that wall that's been built in your life of shame, trauma, mm-hmm. one brick at a time. Right. Right. You just start taking steps forward, whether it's just if it's just in conversation mm-hmm. or if you're feeling like, man, I, I need to seek out some counseling. I totally. need, I need to talk to somebody who, you know, is maybe professionally trained as a counselor or has a psycho like a psychology degree or right. something like that. Just somebody that you feel like you could, um, really, that they could really give you some tools to start taking those walls down and really get to the root of it. But I would, I would always encourage just vulnerability and and uh, transparency within mm-hmm. uh, within marriage and within and towards your spouse. So, yeah. you know, sometimes th- these things can cause us a lot of shame. Right. You know what I mean? And and a lot of times we can feel like if my spouse found out right. the things that even go through my head or the memories I have or yeah. the things that I, I willingly did, not just like not just like, OK, I had bad things done to me or that can cause its own trauma, but like. I willingly did this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now it causes me so so much shame. And like, what if, what if I were to tell my spouse that this is who I am and would he still love me? Or would she still feel like, man, you know, that she, that she loves me or that she can trust me. Yeah. Um, I think, 
I would, I can confidently say eight or nine times out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're, if you're willing to be honest mm-hmm. and open, you're going to get a different response than you think. Yeah. You're, you're probably going to get, you know, a lot of love and compassion, or at least I would hope that yeah. you would. And I would even encourage you in that when you maybe, you know, as you start to be sexually intimate with your spouse and then, you know, flashbacks come or something like that is to even just say the sentence, listen, I want to go there with you. I want to be intimate with you. This is what's happening right now in my head. So Mm -hmm. help me, help me stay with you. Um, So it might be even like, just talk to me, talk me through this. Right. Um, and and to start to rebuild new memories to replace the negative ones. Um, but then also in that, uh, here's a verse that just comes to mind. So uh, we've shared this openly on our podcast here is that Brian and I have definitely different different backgrounds, different stories when it comes to how we, you know, what how we expressed our sexuality. Um, and so when Brian and I were dating, uh, we'd known each other for a long time. Uh, he had to have a a vulnerable conversation with me we'd already it kind of we'd already communicated we knew that this relationship was going towards marriage and so he communicated with me just like what his past had been and uh and I it was hard truthfully it was difficult to hear um because he had regrets and so I could see the pain in his face and you know it it can lend uh, temptation to compare, you know, or to think like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I wonder if I'll be as, you know, good or as pretty or as whatever, you know, like that mm-hmm. can happen. But I, but I actually had to, um, after we had that conversation, then later that night I was laying in bed and I was praying about it. And I just kind of had to take the, the Bible, the Bible verse about it is like taking captive those thoughts. I just kind of, you know, captive took captive those thoughts, grabbed them and just was like, okay, God, like help me think clearly about this. And a verse that just came to my heart right away was, um, don't call anything impure that I have called pure. And that became my stance when Bri would share about the things that he had struggled with or was struggling with early in our marriage that I would just say, God has called you pure. Like when you came to him, he made you new. Mm -hmm. And so I am not going to call you impure, but rather I'm going to see you the way God sees. I'm going to choose to see you the way God sees you. So I would encourage maybe some of you are listening and your, your story is different than your spouse's and your spouse, it, what their past decisions hinders your current intimacy. Just be merciful in the same way God has been merciful to you. Be merciful to them and, and see them the way that God sees, choose to see them the way God sees them Mm -hmm. Yeah, as made pure again. Totally. And, you know, I think one of the most beautiful things about the reality of um, of who Jesus is in our life is that he makes all things new. Yeah. You know what I mean? But sometimes in order for Jesus to make all things new in our life, mm-hmm. he's got to go after the old. Yeah. Wow. You know, because it says the old has passed away and mm-hmm. behold, all things are, are new. But he wants to go after those old things. Right. And not not to rub your face in them again and not to you know bring a greater sense of shame, but just even just like, can you surrender that to me? Totally. Can you can you give me that past experience? Can you give me those those words that you heard, the the even the the sounds that you, that you heard, the music you heard, the place the the geographical location that you just remember in your mind or the smell or or just just whatever, the whole atmospheric experience. Can you surrender that to me? Yeah. And you know, the beautiful thing is man, he gives us beauty for ashes. He gives us 
um, you know, joy instead of mourning. That's right. You know what I mean? The things that cause us shame, he brings freedom to, yeah. and he brings a fresh perspective to, yeah. and, uh, and really he gives, he gives his perspective to yeah. that. Maybe you might remember those things, but the power of them is so, is so far gone from your life that they don't cause you shame. You almost feel like you're talking about somebody else. Right. Um, when you talk about those areas of, of your life. And so if you're listening to this and, and that's your story, I just want to encourage you so much that, um, that when you run into the arms of Jesus with the things that cause you shame, man, there's just nothing but freedom and, ex- and acceptance and healing yeah. that's for you. Um, you know what I mean? So just really be encouraged yeah. with that. So And be encouraged that your sex life with your spouse yeah. can like honestly just get better and better, mm-hmm. you know, and what might be difficult at the beginning, you know, as you practice, practice, practice makes perfect. Yeah. So, you know, get your practice lots folks. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Which is a, an interesting segue mm-hmm. um, coming up at the end of our sex life series here in the summer from August 11th to the 17th, we are proposing a challenge to all of our married friends and uh, listeners here. We're going to challenge you to seven days of sex mm-hmm. with your spouse. Now, yep. what do we mean by that? Well, it doesn't, well, I mean, we just went through, you know, for some people, their stories are at, they're maybe at a point in their journey where they're like seven days of sex. Like I'm, I'm what? barely, I'm yeah. barely, I can hardly get there because of what I've gone through in the past. Mm-hmm. So, so we could say seven days of initiation, seven yeah. days of connection, Progress. seven days of looking each other in the eyes, seven days of making out, you know, mm-hmm. just taking a step in the right direction yeah. and even just communicating. I want to go there with you. Totally. And so, and for those of you who feel up for the challenge, just go for it. Go for it, friends. We, for sh- it. we shared about it in the Instagram live is that in, in past years, um, when maybe we've, you know, maybe it's been a particularly stressful season or a lot of pressure. One of us will propose to the other like, hey, Let's do a five-day challenge or, oh, yeah. we need a three-day challenge just to kind of truthfully to like jumpstart and get us back on track as far as like we're in unity and we're not giving up on each other totally. and we're committed to each other. And yeah. and even I find it, I mean, I'm sure it's the same for you, Brian, but like, let's like actually set aside all the other distractions and let's remember what started this whole thing. Totally. You and me falling in love. Exactly. Young punk 19 year olds yeah. who were like i think i love you yeah, yeah um and then it's like well here we are now and there's all these stresses but it's like well let's go back to what started it all go back yeah. to our first love truthfully totally. um anyway so we want to encourage you to join us in that we're giving you a lot of a lot of prep time so you can talk it through with your spouse and communicate expectations or hopes and yeah you know awesome get it going Awesome. Well, we want to say thanks so much for tuning in today. We hope you've enjoyed this. Hope this has been beneficial and been encouraging. And you've got some practical yeah. tips out of here. Maybe got a different different uh, perspective and different point of view. Uh, that's just going to help your marriage and uh, help uh, you experience this this area of your life with more joy and more peace and more Freedom. Um, freedom. Yeah, totally. So if you have any questions about any of the content or anything we said, we'd so encourage you to, uh, to send us an email at podcast at the union movement.com. We would happily answer your questions, uh, to the best of our ability yeah. or make something up. That's right. That's my joke every time. 
Also, if you love this and you haven't yet, subscribe to the podcast, rate, and give us a review because then it makes it easier for other people to find us when they search. Totally. We'd really appreciate that too. Yeah. Well, we love you guys and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope your life was impacted greatly. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at podcast at theunionmovement.com. For more information, visit our website, theunionmovement.com, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram with the handle at theunionmovement.